Howdy. This is Too Busy for Crypto. This episode continues my discussion of inflation. This is about financial literacy rather than crypto specifically. Whether you are a participant or a spectator of cryptocurrency, it is useful to understand some key reasons that cryptocurrency is growing as an asset class. One reason why crypto is growing is that it is an asset class that has the potential to make gains when the dollar depreciates. The dollar is always losing purchasing power and will do so until it crashes and is replaced with another fiat currency. This is centuries of history repeating itself. Americans generally do not understand fiat currency or its capacity to devalue rapidly through inflation. There is a simple rule that I repeat. Monetary inflation leads to price inflation. There is another related rule. Supply inflation of an unbacked fiat currency results in the depreciation of that currency. Prices go up, not because the assets are worth more, but because the currency is worth less. Monetary inflation and currency supply inflation are the same thing. Currency is not always money. Money has intrinsic value. Cows or gold can be money because they can be used for something. Fiat currency has no intrinsic value because it is unsecured debt. Cryptocurrency also has no intrinsic value, in the most abstract and theoretical sense. Fiat currency supply can approach infinity as fast as a computer can add more digits to the database. Cryptocurrency supply is dependent on the particular cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Hex have strict limits on supply creation. To understand why limits on currency supply creation are so important, we should examine the intentionally corrupt fiat system. This way we will understand why real money and other assets will always be a superior store of value. This episode, I will discuss one way to verify or present facts that the Federal Reserve prints currency like it is a joke. It is a joke on us. Last episode, I discussed the website called FRED by the St. Louis Federal Reserve Regional Office. I will discuss charts from that same website. The URL is fred.stlouisfed.org. That's fred.stlouisfed.org. The charts I will discuss are M1 and M2. The Federal Reserve created the modern dollar in 1913. They publish data showing how worthless it is, but they make it boring and are confident that no one will find the charts in plain sight and think about what story the data tells. M1 and M2 are two ways to measure the, quote, money supply, end quote as everyone refers to it. M2 is the most common. I will begin with M1 because M1 is included in M2. 
on the FRED website, the M1 chart code is WM1NS, which you can enter in the search box. You will notice immediately that there is a jump in May 2020, about a month after the lockdown started. The M1 supply jumps from $4 trillion to $16 trillion. About $12 trillion are added in one week and another $7 trillion over the next year, taking the total to $21 trillion. We should be very curious how the money supply suddenly 5X'd. I will read the description written by the Fed below their chart. Quote, Before May 2020, M1 consists of 1. Currency outside the U.S. Treasury, Federal Reserve Banks, and the vaults of depository institutions. 2. Demand deposits at commercial banks, excluding those amounts held by depository institutions, the U.S. government, and foreign banks and official institutions. Less cash items in the process of collection and Federal Reserve float. And 3. Other checkable deposits. End quote. Then, to paraphrase, it says, Beginning in May 2020, M1 consists of 1 is the same, 2 is the same, and 3 says liquid deposits consisting of other checkable deposits and, quote, savings deposits, parenthesis, including money market deposits, close parenthesis, end quote. The term checkable deposits was changed to liquid deposits. The magic $12 trillion that appeared on the chart is savings deposits, including money market deposits. If you go to the M2 chart and read the description, you will see that the savings deposits were removed from M2 and added to M1. This would only make sense if transfers from savings to checking accounts settled immediately. They do not settle immediately. They will settle at the end of the day. Wire transfers settle within a couple hours. They are breaking common definitions, which is a trend we see a lot nowadays. Another note. Money held at domestic banks, the Fed, and overseas is not counted. This M1 and M2 supply is all stuff the regular people interact with. The other money matters a lot, but it is not in this data set. Back to the chart. The M1 chart data starts in 1975, where M1 is $286 billion. It grows steadily up to $1.4 trillion in 2008. Then, because of the crisis that Fed policies helped create, the Fed started printing more money faster than ever. Instead of gaining another trillion in 30 years, the Fed created another $2.6 trillion in 8 years, steadily bringing the total up to $4 trillion in 2020, just before the metrics changed. After the $12 trillion jump in M1 due to the inclusion of savings deposits, I would find it reasonable to assume that the next $7 trillion of M1 created in the next 11 months was mostly money printing. It is possible some of it was M2 money moving into savings accounts. 
monetary supply inflation drives currency devaluation. That means M1 and M2 supply start the process. These supplies going up is the first domino in the chain that causes assets like real estate and stocks to shoot up in price forever because more dollars are chasing the same number of assets. I personally feel that one should find it very suspicious that the Federal Reserve suddenly decides to change how they've been counting money for 45 years as soon as the population is distracted by the biggest crisis of a generation. Investopedia is a good website to find definitions to financial jargon that are common in the financial community. Their definitions usually adhere to the definitions used by regulators. Strangely, in April 2023, the definition for M1, which they updated in December 2022, does not include the changes that the Federal Reserve made in 2020. Investopedia still says M1 is cash and checking account deposits only. Now, let's talk about the M2 chart. The M2 chart code is WM2NS. The URL is fred.stlouisfed.org slash series slash WM2NS. M2 is the data series that most people refer to when they are talking about the supply of dollars. Currency printing or destruction, which the Fed calls quantitative easing or quantitative tightening, usually has a direct impact on M2. However, the Fed asset balance sheet is where to look for direct effects. The Fed description of M2 is M2 consists of M1 plus 1. Small denomination time deposits, that's less than $100,000, and 2. Balances in retail money market funds. One odd thing about M2 is that it does not capture time deposit accounts above hundred grand, which is kind of a big piece of the puzzle missing, but not as big as the excluded components of institutions, the Fed, and overseas dollars. The M2 time series began in 1980 at $1.6 trillion. Not only was there an increase over time, but also the rate of increase over time increased. Recessions made no difference. By February 2020, that $1.6 trillion had become $15.4 trillion. In five months of lockdowns, that increased another $3 trillion to $18.3 trillion. It topped out in April 2022 at $22 trillion. It has reduced by almost $1 trillion over a whole year. According to this M2 data, in the two years after the lockdowns began, 46% more money appeared in the M2 money supply. Although this money could have come from some institutional or very large account in theory, it is safe to assume that all of this money was printed out of thin air. So, the short-term money supply increased by 46% in two years. If everyone's short-term cash increases by 46%, what do you think happens to prices? The dollars are immediately worth less simply because there are more of them. Imagine all wars, 
all bailouts, and all annual government spending for 107 years from 1913 to 2020, and then you just add another 46% of all that out of nowhere. Over the last year, there has been a slight contraction of the money supply. The contraction is less than 5%. So 40% of that sudden 46% printing still exists. The Fed refers to this as elasticity of the money supply, like a rubber band. This may contract for some months, but it is destined to keep going up eventually until the dollar loses all value and crashes. This is the objective of the Federal Reserve. Print and spend like crazy until your currency crashes, then start a new currency and keep printing and spending until that crashes. Deflating the currency supply is not an option for them. They speak of deflation like Armageddon. Their system was designed to go one way, like every fiat system before it. This concludes my discussion of the M2 dollar supply chart. If you want to give yourself homework, look for the Fed balance sheet, euro dollars, swap lines, and repurchase agreements. I hope you can better understand or articulate how to verify whether the supply of dollars is increasing. When you can verify the dollar supply is increasing, you can expect the purchasing power of the dollar will decrease. Central banks will never have limits on currency supply. Cryptocurrency solves this. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.